top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. You it's more already know. I think that's how it always goes. Like 45 minutes, and we were at like Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. What's going on, everybody? Hey, I got to do an intro. This Look is sick, that. dude. This is sick, Kyle. Um, welcome, everybody, to a pilot episode of a little idea that I've had brewing in my mind for a long time. Um, you know, I'm not the best video editor, as you can see from my YouTube videos that I posted in the past and stuff like that. So uh, I had I always wanted to do some FIFA content, some fuck content, and. Uh, what better way to do it than in a form, in a medium that uh, I've become quite accustomed to now, you know, uh, that's uh, through podcasting. So welcome to the Fut Boys podcast. Um, I am a hairy ape or Dom. Um, joining me today uh, is a founder of Underground Sports Philadelphia, who has kindly picked up uh, the pilot of this program. Um, you also, uh, he runs the uh, overarching network that also has my top bends podcast on there with my buddy matt uh so kyle bennett kb uh how you doing man good man i'm excited about this you called me earlier this week and pitched the idea and i figured it was uh a smart branding like crossover of breaching the real world of football soccer whatever you want to call it in your respective country city state and then the digital video game esports world of FIFA, because it is it, it's a huge part of the way I think it's consumed now. A lot of people are online playing FIFA. They are uh, branching themselves into the sport due to FIFA, and I think it's a, a good bridge to bring them together under uh, the umbrella. Yeah, I think over the last like thirteen years or so, the game. FIFA, right? The EA Sports title uh, has really grown in the United States. Um, a lot of the younger, yeah, every younger generation that comes through, they're, they're starting to pick it up a little bit more. It's a little more accessible and easier to play than, say, a Madden, which if you want to get really good at that, it's so it's so intricate and intense. And, you know, 2K really isn't for everybody. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues with with NBA 2K. So uh, the only one that kind of comes close, in my opinion, is MLB The Show uh the with with the the sense of like the team building aspect and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff because when people buy this title fifa um and we'll get a little bit later into the show that it's that it's not going to be called fifa anymore but um you know that that whole title uh the, the reason it grew so quickly was ea's like flagship program which was uh the ultimate team kind of like popped off out of nowhere right 
uh, FIFA was the one that kind of spearheaded it. They added it into Madden um, and, and it became pretty popular, but it's a totally different concept in that game than it is in FIFA. And MLB, the show has something very similar now too. Um, so it helped grow it in, uh, grow the game in America a lot. And uh, now, you know, a lot of people in the U S are, are starting to become fans of football uh, through playing foot, which is, which is really cool. Um, I mean, it's grown my fandom as, as a, as a, as a fan of the sport. And uh, I mean, anybody who listens to the top bins podcast knows that I mentioned FIFA a little bit too much. Sometimes I play a little more FIFA than I watch the actual sport. So, uh, <laughs> um, like, so it, it's, it's cool. I mean, I've, I've played the game for, I don't know, since FIFA 09. So that's uh, 14 years now. So 14 years of the game, I've been playing ultimate team for 13 of those 14 years. So, uh, you know, I've always wanted to create some content for it. So, uh, listen to, I have a couple buddies that do, do FIFA podcasts as well. So, you know, maybe I'm hopping on the bandwagon, but you know, like I said, we, we've been doing podcasting for how many years is it now? Five. Yeah. So you know, we're pretty comfortable in this medium. I'm pretty comfortable in this medium. And it seems like just a, the perfect, you know, marriage of the two. So, you know, I, basically the, the idea for the show is kind of like, you know, talk about like the current events that are going on, kind of looking forward, kind of documenting, you know, my experience in it and, and kind of give my takes uh, and, and have some guests on every now and then to, to kind of talk and, and, you know, run some discourse through, through foot. Because I always want to talk about it with Matt, but Matt's a reformed FIFA <laughs> addict. Uh, he's he got away. I'm still in the shackles, you know. So <laughs> uh, I, I'm excited, man. It's 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 a fun thing. So uh, and I just think too, like the the way that gaming has grown as a whole mm -hmm. has changed so much over even since when we were in high school to now and like how the the world of gaming is perceived as like a potential career path it's perceived as a, a content creation medium like i think that aspect of fifa and um the way that like ultimate team has taken off it's like oh i can get good at this and like i can turn this into you know my income from a, a creation standpoint yeah i mean uh... Because of that, there's some positives and there's some negative. I'm going to get into that in a little bit uh, later on in the show. But, you know, the the way that gaming online and and the the community of, of FUT is, you know, it, it's, it's set it in a trajectory that is pretty interesting. Um, and uh, for the better and for the worse. I mean, you know, like I'm still here and I said that I'm still in the shackles and Matt got away like – he got, he, he really did. Um, uh, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so to kind of start out, right. Um, you know, I kind of talked about my background, but also, you know, my experience this year, I think that it was a positive one. I like the game for the most part. The only thing that I don't like are, uh, uh the only thing I don't like about FIFA 23 was the, uh, the slow progression into how often and, and how badly they make you want to spend money on the game. A lot of the microtransactions, they've gotten worse and worse as the years have gone on. And I spent a pretty penny on this game and it's, you know, not something that I'm proud of. 
um, and it doesn't really increase you know your wins everybody says it's a pay to win game i don't really think that it is i mean obviously you'll have an advantage over certain people when you have a better team but at the end of the day when you're paying for a better team and you want to get good you still got to be good at the game mm -hmm. right there's going to be that esports kind of skill gap and, and wall that you can't get over even if you have the best players in the game um so I, overall, like the gameplay, I think was was pretty good. It's some of the best that we've had in a while. It was my first time playing FIFA on a next gen title as well, because um, I moved over to PC. Um, I didn't get to play last year's uh, next gen title, so um, it was a new experience for me. Uh, so I think that's why it was a little bit of a positive in my in my eyes. Um, I think that the content has been great. I think that um, they've been giving us content all time all the time, but. Uh, Another hot take I'll, I'll have about that. Well, not hot, but uh, maybe a, a little venting that I need to do later on in the show. Um, and then uh, kind of just talking. I'll talk about my current squad as we get into the content because a lot of players I'm going to talk about I'm running right now. So um, two things. We're kind of in we're, we're in the middle of a, the midweek of a new promo going on in the game right now. Um, level up. Um, but I did want to show some love to the previous promo. The promo went for three weeks, so it was a like a uh, two, three weeks shorter than Team of the Season, which is the longest promo of the year, um, the one that everybody looks forward to. Everybody has a chance to get really good players. This was the Shapeshifters uh, promo. So to explain it to you, Kyle, and maybe anybody who doesn't know what Shapeshifters are, it's a promo that uh, EA's run the last like few years. Um this year and the last year they ran at the end of the 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 fifa year the count like the calendar year for the game um and two uh two titles prior i think in fifa 21 they ran it for the first time uh as a promo kind of in the middle of the season but essentially what it does is it takes players and it gives them player items that are in different positions than they actually play in so like for example this year their big focus was taking goalkeepers and putting them on the field giving them outfield cards and taking other players and giving them goalkeeper cards so um that was the main concept and then they'll take other players and place them all over the place originally this was something that the foot birthday promo was used for they would release special player cards with different uh player uh positions and things like that like most notably they had like a left back muhammad salah in fifa 19 uh in fifa like 20 or 21 they gave mbappe like a right wing or a cam so you know they they they've switched people around and given them different like positions. So this year it was kind of controversial um, because of the goalkeepers coming out and, and things like that. And um, a lot of people are saying that, you know, the shapeshifters uh, promo is kind of like annoying. It takes the love out of the game and, 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 you know, it's, it's unrealistic. A lot of people play this game for the realism. I don't think that this game is realistic at all. Uh, but, you know, uh, people were getting a little tired of it, but I personally loved it. Um, I think that the variety of players was pretty good this year in the three promo weeks that they gave out. Um, they gave us a lot of opportunities to get them, both through grinding the game and through, uh, you know, different objectives and things like that. So uh, there was some pack weight where some players did drop a little bit more often than others, but it was still really hard to get the higher end 
higher end stuff. But the thing I like about this time of the year is that it's a good entry point for people who are just starting out in FIFA or like have never really played ultimate team. And when they come in, they have the opportunity to get a really good team really fast. And now on the other side of that, you know, you have the people like me who have degen all year and, you know, we've, we've spent eight, nine months trying to get the best team that we can and all for, you know, somebody who, probably has never played the game to just be on our level right away. Right. I don't think that's an issue at this point of the year. Like if that was the case in like December where somebody could hop on in December and, you know, get a super good team really fast with putting no money into the game, I'd have a little bit of an issue with that. But like at this point, it's all fun and games. Everybody has a really good team now. Anyway, there is no competitive advantage. If you're planning on trying to go pro in FIFA 23 by this point, like it doesn't make sense, right? You had to have played the game forever right you can, and and like i said earlier you can't just step into the game and like expect to be good right away right you can have the best team in the world if you don't have skill with the controller you're not going to be that good so i i don't agree with some of the people who like have complained about it i think it was so much fun uh the keepers in in the outfield were were a ton of fun like most notably i had guys like uh petter check the legendary Arsenal and Chelsea goalkeeper, they gave him a striker card. He's arguably one of the best strikers in the game. People have an issue with that. I, I don't, I think it's fun. It's, it's fun I think running. Cool. I think it's fun running with somebody with a helmet down the field and, and scoring the only guy who wears a helmet in the game. So like, it's fun, but uh, it, it's cool. Right. They gave uh, another one. They had um, Vanya Milinkovic Savic. He's a, he's a goalkeeper for Torino in Serie A. He's six, eight. Um, they gave him a center mid card. He's arguably one of the best center defensive mids or center backs in the game. He's six, eight. You just have a six, eight guy running around the field, with five-star skill moves. He's, he's incredible. But again, people have an issue with that all because the SBC, the, the squad building challenge, uh, basically it's like you exchange a squad of players, you get uh, a card or a reward back. Um, it was pretty cheap, you know, for the market price, considering, you know, what it was in the card that you were getting. So like, Again, people who barely started off, they can kind of just send send players in and get this top tier card back for really cheap, really easy. Everybody has it now. When you see when you play anybody online, everybody has them in his lineup. Um, they took uh, the legendary Italian goalkeeper Gianluigi Buffon. They gave him a uh, center back card. He's arguably as good as Maldini. So like, you it's know, almost people- like in fantasy sports when like a Yahoo or ESPN gives a player another position eligibility if they played mm-hmm. that position x amount of time yeah and this one it, it doesn't even matter what they play they just put them yeah. in random wacky positions and it's the end of the year in fifa like it's funny i was listening to one podcast they were saying how like uh all the promo a lot of promos this year especially a lot of them were driven by real world things right first you get your players and their stats are reflective of you know their past season right and then you get the ones to watch promo, which gets increased for newly transferred players. They get increased whenever they have a team of the team of the week performance or get uh, uh, other you know boosts, like their team wins five games, their national team wins a game, whatever. They had path to glory for the World Cup, so these players every time their country got a win got an upgrade. Um, they've had other ones like Champions League, Europa League, so on and so forth. These are all indicative of real-world performances and have kind of driven the power curve accordingly. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the summer, they kind of just throw it out the door. And they're just like, all right, whatever, here are some random cards, here you go. 
I don't, again, I don't mind. It's the end of the year. Everybody doesn't care. There's a saying, you know, everybody likes to say when, when it's June, July, August, September, you know, they always like to say it's and the month that we're in, right? Like right now it's, it's July, right? Why are we getting so worked up over FIFA? It's July. Well, people are getting worked up. They're saying like, oh, this and that, but guys, it's July. Like we can throw all of this out of the door. We can give these nice players and, and really increase our team and, and have some fun on the game instead of making it, you know, this uber competitive thing. Um, you know, some people said that the players put in goalkeeper weren't that good. Um, they There was a glitch, I guess, in the coding when they did it, where the chem styles were player, like outfield chem styles, and uh, they weren't getting goalkeeper, like, stat boosts. Um, and if you changed it over, they were fine. So I had no issue with it either. Um, I did want to highlight a couple of players that I liked from the – uh promo which i have used pretty serious i've already talked about a few of them like petr check and milinkovic savage um they gave harry Maguire uh a striker card with five star skill moves so it's hilarious it's a huge meme to me i think you know one of the most scapegoated center backs uh for manchester united gets this crazy striker card so whenever i score it's it's so much fun it's hilarious um frank reichard the ac milan legend um, former Barcelona manager. Uh, they gave him a striker card. I think that card was incredible. Uh, Gianfranco Zola, they gave him a left mid slash center attacking mid, center mid card. I think he's one of the best center attacking mids in the game. Um, Luis Figo got the special one where he had two different ones. He had a striker card, which I didn't get to use, but I got to use his center mid, which is sort of like a box-to-box midfielder. I think he's one of the best center midfielders in the game. Uh, they gave Michael Ballack the similar treatment. He had a left back, right back card, but then he also had a left mid, right mid card. The defender one had five star weak foot. The outside mids had five star skills. The five star skill one is so much fun. He saved me a couple games. Mario Gutza was an interesting one. So they took certain cards and they gave them what's called a premium chemistry. They have this little crown at the top of their player card. Um, they trialed this last year at the end of the summer. Um, and now they're doing it again at the beginning of the summer this year, uh, where these cards get special chemistry links to them. So they're almost like an actual hero. When you put them in their team, they're on full chemistry. They give two uh, player links to anybody in their country or anybody in their league, so on and so forth. So um, it, it's really they, – they help with squad building and stuff like that. It's really cool. Um, Mario Goetze was one of those. Um, I used him as a right mid. I think he's really good defensively. I think he's good offensively. I, I think he's one of the best cards in the promo. Uh, I mentioned the Buffon uh, center back. I think he's so good. And then they gave uh, the Lecce center back, Samuel Umtiti. They gave him a uh, left mid card, which is incredible. I think he's so unique and such a fun player to use. Uh, there were a couple underwhelming cards that I used. Um uh, I'm, I'm live on Twitch. For those of you who are going to be listening to this, I'm also live on Twitch while recording this, so I will see my chat. Um, my boy Triple is saying Ochoa, center back. I don't think he was the best. Um, he did get the pr- premium links, which was really cool and, and needed, but I don't think there, there's other center backs that are just as good as he is. Um, so I don't, I don't, he didn't like stand out to me. You know what I mean? Um, I had a couple underwhelming players. Uh, the uh, Gavi, 
objectives, the Barcelona center mid, they gave him a right back, right mid card. I really wasn't like surprised by anything that he did when I used him. Uh, Pepe, uh, the winger for, oh, what is it? It's, it's Lons in RC Lons in, uh, uh, league one. Uh, he was all right, but again, nothing, nothing special. Didn't blow me out of the water. Uh, Dio Upa Makano was, I used him as a striker and he was all right, but like he was still a little, something was a little off. I started to use him as a center mid and he's not, you know, is he, he has five-star skills. He's kind of strong, but they took the strength away and like, it just, it didn't work for me. Uh, he's been sitting on my bench and then Sol Campbell. Um, they gave him a left mid card with 99 pace and he's really fast, but he's moves like a truck on the field. So it's not fun to use him. It's really not. Um, so, you know, that was, that was shapeshifters. I, it was, I don't want to harp too long on it because it's been gone for over a week now. So um, I just kind of wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, but I do want to ask you like, as, as a, a, like if, if you were to play a sports game, right, which, which would be the most common that you, would you go more towards Madden or would you go more towards MLB? think i would lean now if you would have asked me this in high school i'd probably say madden now i'd probably say mlb so so if you were playing mlb the show right and you're building a team and they come out with this promo where guys are playing in different positions now like let's say they gave a mike trout first base or you know they took like uh aaron judge and they made him a pitcher like and and things like that like would you be mad at that or would you think that at all because then you're basically turning everybody into shohei otani exactly yeah yeah like like that's essentially what like this was like fifa would or ea kind of adjusted the stats to kind of fit the like positions that they were playing in so you never know maybe they give like an aaron judge a pitching card where like he's a really nasty pitcher but they reduce his uh hitting stats because Mm -hmm. you know he's a pitcher he may not get to bat now like like so so there could be those things would that still affect would that affect or change your opinion at all no i think that would be cool because then it gives you like just a it's like you know the what if universe Mm -hmm. uh, of just like you know what if this was real and you know judge was on the mound slinging you know 99 mile an hour fastballs instead of hitting those out of the ballpark because this is a video game right realism is thrown out the window Exactly. Yes, right. Like if, if you want to play, if you want to play this game for realism, go and play career mode, go what's and the, play. What's the tagline that everybody says when they're playing video games? Oh, I do this to escape reality. Yeah. So why the hell do we want to play an actual like soccer simulator? Right. Like, if you want to go do that, go buy football manager because you know, you don't want to play the games anyway. Right. So you go on there, run your team, build your dream team and have it real- play be- GM mode on Madden yeah, or have it know. be have it be realistic. Then like, I don't want that when I come and sit down and play ultimate team. Right. Um, oh, listen to this. Madden does a position change promo as well. And it's the most loved promo by the community. But here in FIFA land, um, everybody, you know, complains everybody is never satisfied and i'm going to talk about that again later in the show um so the current one the current promo right now that we're in the middle of it's a two-week promo um it's called the level up promo now i've got some hot takes for this one but i'll get to that after i talk about the team um the level up promo uh is this promo they have certain cards in packs their their player promo cards regular positions like normal um uh boosted stats right like all that but 
The unique thing is that when you get these cards, there are specific objectives for each card in order to do in-game. So you can grind and get an upgraded version of that card. So, for example, say like uh, Messi, right, has, I think, before like Team of the Season, all that kind of stuff. Now, Messi's not the best example. Let's say, um, I don't know, uh, Ismail Benacer, okay, from AC Milan. His best card right now is his Team of the Season card, which is a 92 rated overall, right? Let's say he got into this promo. They gave him a 93 rated card. Then there would be a, an objective, say, get an assist uh, with a through ball in 10 separate games in squad battles on minimum semi-pro difficulty. Or you could do it in the online modes uh, in order to up unlock this upgraded like 95 rated version. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's a cool idea. I think that at this time in the year and what they're asking for us to do for some of these players is kind of out of touch. So for example, they gave us a Kevin De Bruyne card. It's 98 rated overall. I mean, his his highest rated card before this was a 97. So there's not a lot of room, right? However, if you get this 98 rated card, you have to play and score with him in 30 separate games, 30 And if you're playing them offline, every game is six-minute halves, not to mention, like, the stoppage time when you score and stuff like that. And if you're doing it on the easy modes, it's really boring, right? Mm -hmm. So you're talking about 12 minutes a game. That's three games in an hour, essentially, right? Or or sorry, no. That's like, uh, well, you can get about, like, three, four games done in an hour, just about. So you're talking about seven eight hours of gameplay just to unlock this card. And some people are going to be able to do that straight. Most people are not, right? right. Most people are going to get on, play a couple games and get off. That's the casual person. So if the casual player happens to get this card, he can't unlock the 99 rated version in enough time to even be able to enjoy the card. The next game's going to be out, right? On the flip side of that, they've got cards like Nabil Fakir, who's a 92. He has a 93 rated card you can grind for. You can do it all in one game. So you can play one game of squad battles offline on semi-pro difficulty, get 10 assists with him in a game, and unlock his upgraded card. Amazing. And that 93-rated card is very good. Uh, um, I've used that card. So uh, I unlocked it, I think, last night or two nights ago or something like that, and I used it for a little bit. It's fun. It's a good card. Five-star skill moves, uh, low to the ground, good dribbler, good shooter. Um but then on the flip side, right, they have these long SBCs or, or these long drawn-out objectives. Um, Alfonso Davies has a card. First off, the card's 900K, so you have to, if you don't pack it, you have to buy it for an expensive premium off the market. And then you have to score with him in 25 games, separate games. 25 games, that's going to take forever to get done, right? Those feel like cards that should come out like, when the game comes out yes. or like a month after like you know early on in the game's existence yes um and this is something that i totally agree with right and and it's something that um you know tinfoil hat time right like uh, one thing that ea always likes to do is at the end of a, a ultimate team cycle in fifa they like to give us new things as kind of like a trial to see how 
they're going to be if they're if they should implement them as a regular occurrence in the next iteration or not right so um you know like i'm trying to think like last year they they implemented like the premium chemistry mm-hmm. and they didn't give it to us till the end of the year again this year but they brought it back so that was that was a plus uh, i remember you know way back a few years ago they put out an sbc and nobody realized that when you got the when you did the SBC, the reward you get back got back was a pack that was untradeable. The first ever untradeable reward. So like the the cards you get from the reward pack, you can't put on the transfer market to get in-game currency. It was all stuck to your club. So the first time that ever happened was through an SBC. And and content creators, certain ones noticed it and said, guys, don't do this the more people that do this sbc the more you're just enabling ea to continue to do it and right. now we're getting to a point where almost your entire club is untradeable and it seems like ea are kind of moving away from the transfer market i'm going to talk a little bit more li- li- later on about that but um i kind of got past i kind of walked past my point what was i originally just talking about in the first place but <laughs> uh, the the two cards that like just came out and like the grind that you had to go on. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, and... so you know, what EA is trying to do is they're trying to see, you know, will the community like this? Do do we think that it's worth it? Like, is it worth giving cards, you know, potentials to be upgraded based off of hitting certain milestones with them, right? Um, which I think, yes, right. If you, if you're running a card and maybe you pick up one of these special cards and there's an objective, you can earn an upgraded version of that special card based off of, you know, playing with it over the course of the year. Um, you know, it should be something that's implemented in the beginning of the game. And, uh, it's just tough because EA likes to give promos based off of, you know, weekly promos. And that's what pushes the power curve what it used to be is like promos would come out. There were fewer promos. So there was more time in between. And if you got a player from one of those promos, it was able to be used basically the entire year. Right. So you never, if you got a really good card, you never really had to worry about improving that position for the entire year. Now everybody's so focused on constantly improving their squads that like you get a promo card, it's rinsed, it's outdated in two weeks. So, uh, you know, what's the purpose of giving us a card, right? And then working towards something if it's going to be obsolete in a month, mm-hmm. right? Like, so EA has to figure out the proper way of balancing the game or, or you know, do we give, do we offer people, you know, top tier cards every single promo, right? Do we, we had 90 plus rated cards by November in this year. That's like the game was out for two months. And, and we had 90 rated cards. I had a 90 rated team. So like I was playing with a top tier team throughout most of FIFA and it was fast, but it felt like cards constantly were flipping through my club. I was always like, what's next? What's next? What's Mm -hmm. next? Right. And I have that FIFA itch. Um, I do think that grindable cards are good. I think that you see it a lot in the mobile version um, where you can grind and, and, and earn rewards and earn, additions to your team it's not like that on the console um 
But it seems like EA is listening to their community, right? Their community has been talking about wanting grindable player objectives or, or grindable ways to improve players on your team uh, for a while. So the fact that they gave that as a plus, it's a step in the right direction. Um, before moving on to some of these other things, I did want to highlight some of the guys in the level up uh, team. I talked about Fakir already. Uh, Juan Foyth, ass, ass, right back, uh, Argentinian right back. The objective is stupid. You got to score with him in five separate games, and he has god awful shooting. And then you get a five star skill move, four star weak foot card out of it, and he's not good. It's just not. It's not a good card. Uh, I talked about Davies, uh, Hakan Shalhanoglu, the Turkish center mid from Inter. Uh, they had an objective to unlock his base card, so that was a ninety four. And it was just a matter of grinding six games with him uh, where you had to get an assist with him. So it was an easy grind and you get a 96 rated card. It's one of the best center mid stat wise on paper in the game. Um, He moves kind of weird in game. You got to get used to it, but like he's got five star weak foot. He's got nasty shooting, passing, dribbling. He's, he's a really, really good card. Um, Edinson Cavani got a card. He has the premium links on his 96 rated card. The 94 is cheap on the market. So it's a semi easy grind. Looks like an amazing card. Um, anybody who, you know, wants to, to add a legend of the game into, into your team, that's definitely something that you could get done in a couple squad battles games. Um, there's this one guy, his last name is Pacho. He's a Ecuadorian center back. He plays for Eintracht Frankfurt. They gave him a card where his 93 upgrade has a premium link. Sneaky good card. I mean, on certain chem styles, he almost has maxed out sprint speed. Uh, it's a super easy grind. He's cheap. He's incredible. Um, I'm hearing that the right back from the Bundesliga, I forget his name. He's French. Um, I heard he's really good. He's an SBC that you could get done fairly easy. Um, they gave Tecatito Corona a card. So Mexican links, if you have that Ochoa from uh, the the Shapeshifters promo, this is a nice little link as well. Uh, he's five-star, five-star, sneaky good card as a right wing back or a right mid uh, playing offense and defense for you. Uh, aside from that, he's a little underwhelming, but uh, I think that he could do a job in certain positions uh timo Werner looks like he could be worth the coins and grind he's about ha- he's a little over half a million coins right now uh it's like a 25 game grind for him as well but he looks like he could be worth it um uh raheem sterling got an sbc uh it was pretty cheap and easy to get done it was one set so i did get that done it's a 25 game grind but i noticed all you have to do is score and you know scoring for me isn't the hardest thing if I have the players in the right position. So I can do this online. I can do it offline. So I've been trying, just trying to score with him in every game that I've played. Um, so I'm probably a little bit more than halfway done. I should have that done either today or tomorrow. Um, the 92 is great. I hope his upgraded one is even better. Um, but uh, even if not, just picking up that 92 with the right chem style, that's a pretty good card. Um, Enzo Martinez or Enzo Hernandez. Fernand, or Enzo Fernandez, the, the center mid from Chelsea. Eh, nothing special about that card. Um, and the last one I wanted to talk about was Dusan Vlahovic. It's a 15-game grind to get his premium-linked upgraded card with five-star weak foot. Looks tasty. Looks like a very good card. Strong, fast, 
good dribbling, good shooting, decent passing. Looks like everything I would want in a striker. Um, I'm thinking about possibly doing this card. This card is cheap on the market as well. So um, there's a couple other ones that I want to do. Um, I've doubled and tripled up on some cards in the team to try to get multiple objectives done at the same time. Me, I'm a grinder. I like playing the I like playing the game, so I'm always on playing. So I like a promo like this. Um, it was received pretty negatively by the community as a whole, but then again, when is anything received positively by the FIFA community? So I, I think it's cool. Um, it's a step in the right direction. I like having things that you can grind to. Um, like in like in the Madden world, that's basically all you do. You you play these mini games, you play objectives to earn cards so you can trade them in and earn special player cards that are upgraded. And um, it's it's I think that EA is trying to move FIFA kind of in the same direction, which is which is really cool to see. Um, oh yeah, Teji Savanier uh, is a center mid, a French center mid who plays for Montpellier. Um, he seems to be the best card of the promo. It's a super easy grind. You don't even have to play games. You have to do his player SBC and then do this other SBC 35 times. It's 30 or 35 times. Um, and you unlock his 95 rated card or something like that. And he's five-star weak foot, five-star skill moves. Looks incredible on the ball. Um, I'm definitely going to be working towards getting that card done. He, he seems totally worth it. Um, I'm going to try to get him into my team somehow. Um, but like, this is, this is the way EA gets you, right? They, they maybe sauce you one or two of these promo cards and they kind of now ensure your engagement for like the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the biggest issues that they used to have at this point in the year is that the lull in between two promos, sometimes they don't want to run promo after promo after promo because it's not worth it for them as a company to do that because not as many players are engaged. So when there's nothing in packs, the user base drops heavily like i remember there was one point last year where i was searching for a game for almost 10 minutes because i couldn't at, at my skill level in rivals like i couldn't find matches easily um so like this is a way they'll sauce you a couple cards and be like ha we've got you locked in for two weeks you're going to look to unlock these cards and then you're going to want to use those cards to try to earn rewards for the new promo that's going to be out in two weeks so like it's just their way of constantly keeping you in that cycle. They don't want people taking a break and then coming back when the new one comes out. They want them constantly playing the game until the new one comes out and you mm -hmm. just rinse and repeat, right? Not too many games have that kind of hold. Like I can't tell you too many players that are playing Madden Ultimate Team at this point, right? We're, we're actually, there's a ton because the new Madden just came out, actually. Excuse me, I'm wrong. Um Maybe like a month ago, month ago nobody was playing Mutt 23, but now Madden 24 is out, so everybody's going to be playing it. So, like, um, it's just EA's way. EA knows how to run their FIFA Ultimate Team racket, basically. Um, it's, it's you know, there's goods, there's bads. I like, I like the promo, but I do think that they should implement this at different times during the year. Give us a couple cards that we can unlock via objectives and then upgrade them via objectives. That would mm -hmm. be beautiful, right? Let me do four, five, six objectives in game to unlock this one card, but then there's an extra special objective once I get that that I can grind out. And it doesn't expire, right? It's always there. It's always available so that if I get my hands on this card, 
eventually I can upgrade it. And that upgrade should be pretty substantial, right? If I'm grinding out like an 88, 89 rated card in the beginning of the year or in November or December, I want to be able to upgrade it. And that upgrade should be 93, 94 or something where it's pretty substantial. You have to grind it out, right? And make it worth the time. Right now, it's not, not every card is worth the time. There are some that are, there are a lot that aren't. Um, and that just so, makes a logistical sense too, like to scatter them throughout an actual season. Like that just from a logistic standpoint would make more sense for player interaction, like the people playing your game. And then you'll see more people like invested long-term mm -hmm. throughout an entire season from the FIFA side of things. I think I know the way that they're trying to get people invested and that's not it. Um, I'm Which it should be. You would it think like, from a from a logistic standpoint as a company, like that's how you should be operating. What's 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 weird in, in the FIFA ecosystem is that a lot of players don't play the game. You know, when you when you go online, you go on Twitch or you go in, you go on Twitter and you start seeing you see people that have the clips or you go on YouTube and you see the clips and and you see people playing the game. That's a small percentage of the community. Mm -hmm. I personally think that a majority of like the DGen community, they don't play the game. They grind the menus and they trade players on the market. But there's been kind of like a like a black market of sorts uh, for the longest time it's existed for almost a decade now where there's players that are traders uh, in ultimate team where they'll generate massive amounts of coins and then they'll sell them to these websites that will then transfer them to other people's accounts. So you can go online and buy coins. Um, and FIFA's tried to crack down on it year after year after year after year to no avail, right? There's always ways to get around it. I mean, I'll admit I bought coins at one point, right? Like a couple years ago. Um, so what I think tinfoil hat time, right? This is, this is where we're going now on the show, right? So lock yourself in what EA is trying to do is get rid of the transfer market entirely. I think that they're slowly moving towards a game that is focused on untradeables and using the cards that you don't need in your club, either through SBCs to get other packs or, or player items, or as training items to upgrade the players in your squad currently. So um, I'm skipping over the gameplay point. Uh, I'll come back to that in the in the show. But um, one thing that I've gotten into recently is FUT Mobile. I, I downloaded the FIFA mobile app and started playing that. And it is extremely easy to get yourself a good quality team without any money investment extremely quickly there's so much to grind you're playing a lot of mini games and then those mini games take you on to actual games and but you may not have to play a whole game you may only have to play like 30 minutes of a game and and there's different scenarios kind of like the moment section in ultimate team now but what it allows you to do here is it allows you to grind up to these different rewards and the rewards can be uh, used in exchange for packs, or it may grind you to a player item, right? Like right now I'm in the middle of a grind uh, trying to unlock Johan Cruyff, but along the way there's other opportunities to unlock other 
icons. I have Eusebio on my team. I've been playing this game for three days. Do you see what I mean? Like I have one of the best icons in the game, in my opinion. I've been playing the game for three days, right? So I think that, and in FIFA Mobile, it's way different than regular FUD. You have your team. The player ratings can go over 99, and they're not static for a player. You can take cards from the same position and use them, discard them as a training item to give XP to your players so that you can get them in every five uh, levels. You have these special level-up cards, and you can level up your player one overall rating point. So I think that EA may be trying to implement this in the console version of ultimate team uh maybe not in eafc right but maybe in the subsequent one uh they're going to slowly move away from the tradable market kind of completely killing it as a whole what they've done this year you know how i said they like to trial things this year they've trialed these huge massive packs that are worth 20 30 dollars right where you're getting anywhere between 60 and 110 cards of all players in a pack and they're boosted in the percentages for the promo cards uh so you have a what you have like instead of like opening a regular pack and having like a nine percent chance of getting a promo card and 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 a less than one percent chance of getting one of the top ones now you have a 75% chance of getting a promo card. So it's more like a 20% chance you pull a big boy. Sounds good, right? It's like, fuck yeah. Like, let me let me spend $30, open a pack with 105 cards. Most of it's filler, but then it's all, that 30 bucks is for those two or three or four special cards that I'm going to get. Or the two special cards in the promo I'm going to get and all the fodder that I can use in SBCs to continue the pack grind to try to unlock more cards. And by the way, it's all untradeable, so it's all stuck in your club. So, you know, uh, I think that this is the way that they're going. Those packs have been wildly popular. I've fallen victim to them. I, I bought them a lot uh, during Team of the Season and during Shapeshifters and stuff like that. Um, it, so... Like we've seen the store, the packs in the store get worse and worse and greedier and greedier as the years go, has gone on and less and less of it has been tradable. Um, so it's it's been a little annoying. What EA also need to do if they're going to do this is get rid of duplicates, right? Like right now you have to either get rid of the one in your club through SBC or sell it or discard it so the other one can go in. You can't hold on to multiples of the same card in your club. In Madden you can. But in FIFA, you can't. In FIFA Mobile, you can. But on the console, you can't. So I really do think that they need to allow to hold duplicates of a card in your club because it helps with the training and the SBCs and all that kind of stuff. Um, especially if they're getting rid of the market. I mean, you can't just go on and like stack players now and buy them and, and whatever. So, um, Do you think FIFA Mobile is like their, like their lab rat to kind of just like test out things that they want to bring over to the console version potentially of the game and because it is a much more accessible game because it is right on your phone and who's not on their phone in this day and age to just go down and you know download it and have it there for the easy access bring it on the go let's try out these things on the mobile version because it is so wildly accessible 
And then if we see things working on the mobile side of things, we try to, you know, implement a version of that on the console version. No, I think they're two separate teams. I think uh, the the console FIFA team has been what what they've been more focused on is like studying what their competitor in eFootball has been doing, right? Like Pez, uh, and they try to figure out what's good in the game, what's bad in the game, and what's better than FIFA, and then they try to improve FIFA so that they're the top dog, right? And they have been the top dog for forever. I think that the mobile game is its own entity, and um, the game has just improved to a point where it's now a viable option to play instead of the actual FIFA, like on the console. Um, I know that a couple years back when I had it on my phone, it was not this thorough. It was not as enjoyable to play. Um, I don't think you could play full head-to-head matches. Uh, you could only play this thing called versus attack where all you're doing is attacking. Um, and it's kind of like a race against the other player. Uh, to score more goals, and now you can play head-to-head. The matches are super fast. Like, I think you can play a whole match in, in six minutes. So, like, it's it's fun. Um, and they also have, like, a manager mode. So I was playing FIFA on my PC, and then I had my phone. This is so DJ of me, dude, but, like, I had my phone on manager mode trying to get done specific, like, like objectives on there. They have an autoplay function. So you can hit autoplay. It'll play a match for you because uh, manager mode, all you're doing is setting the tactics. Mm-hmm. You get matched up against somebody else and the AI plays against each other. So you're sitting there watching your phone play the AI. I said, no, what I'm going to do is they have an autoplay. So it'll constantly search for the next game when the, when the last one ends. So I put it on autoplay and then I sat here grinding these player objectives on the, on the, uh, on the console version while all this stuff was going on. It's just press play and let it let it do its thing. It's amazing. So you just insert the the famous Winnie the Pooh meme where it's you know regular Winnie the Pooh, Dgen, and then it's the one in the tuxedo with the martini glass. Yeah. It's multitasker. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Um, I think that this is the way that EA does want to go. However, with with EAFC, um, so. Uh, you heard me say EAFC, not FIFA, right? Well, EA has lost the rights or the contract has run up. And uh, this happened again. I think it's a, it's like a six-year cycle, a five-year cycle, something like that. In 2017 or 2016, something like that, this came up again. Or this came up before. And EA renewed the rights, uh, the lease to the FIFA, the FIFA name and all that. That is no more. Um, and I think it's a good thing for EA's sense. It gives them more freedom to do what they want with the game. Uh, beforehand, if they made any changes or wanted to do anything with the game, they had to present it to FIFA first to get approved before running it in the game. So I think that now being free from the shackles of, of FIFA will allow EA the freedom to do a whole lot more. Um, I think that in the perfect world, let me, let me be, let me be hopeful for this and, and maybe give EA a little bit of, of, of pity here that the reason they've been a money grabbing corporation for so long is because they've had to pay this exuberant fee to FIFA every year for their, for their like image right and, and being able to use them in their game. And if 
it's only a fraction of that cost to pay for the players and the team's rights from FIFA Pro and UEFA and all that kind of stuff. Why do you need the FIFA name? Right. right. If the only thing that you're missing out on is the World Cup, I mean, so be it. Right. All the other competitions are UEFA or CONCACAF or or, or the Asian Football Federation or, or whatever. So, like, if you're getting the rights of all them, that's way better. Right. You're not really losing much. You're just yeah, losing I mean, that corporate overlays. You're, you're talking once every four years. Exactly. So it's not even like worth it. Right. So now plus i think like the name fifa like in just a casual like everyday human perspective too has such a negative connotation because well, of actual yeah. like the the underlyings of real life fifa and like the the shady happenings that have gone on with that like it has that carrying burden where it's like ah uh, you know it's almost made ea as corrupt as fifa has been you know Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's interesting, but I do think, you know, like I said, the grindable player upgrades, it may be a trial, right? That may be something that they're putting to implement in EAFC, uh, a trailer, like a teaser trailer has come out. Um, I do want to, want to talk about that. Um, it's, it's very funny, uh, because the, the player faces, the graphics, I don't think they have the updated player scans. Because some of the faces look crazy. I don't know. Have you, have you seen this on Twitter? No. Dude, it's it's so funny because some players do not look like they do at all. Um, it's it's the funniest thing in the world. Everybody's causing an uproar about this. And like, oh, my God, this game's going to be so bad. Like this and that. It was it's, people are overreacting. People are overreacting. Um, oh, so apparently – uh, first off, the FIFA mobile grind at the beginning is super pay to win. I could understand that. Oh, this is what I wanted to get to. Sorry. Um, I feel like that's every mobile game. This is this is what I think that the console version of FIFA is moving to. So I said we're doing all this untradeable stuff. On top of the packs in the store that were all untradeable, what they've done the past few seasons in the game is your season pass, which is like a battle pass, but it's just free, right? Um, they've added more packs to earn player items than they've had in the past. Before, there was a lot more filler stuff, stadium items and jerseys and ball items and stuff like that. Instead of just earning all of these packs, that'll help you have a chance at earning cards in the promo. That's what they've been doing recently. I think that's what they're going to move to again. There's going to be coins. There's going to be packs. There's going to be players, like the, the things that players want to grind for. Right, are going to be in the past. However, they're also going to monetize the season pass, just like every other game. Right, this is we we mentioned it earlier. The trends in gaming, how gaming has changed beforehand. Right, when when we were in high school, we were in middle school. Online gaming was more the community aspect, getting on, having fun. You know, building a team and using a team that you could use all year. Right, mm-hmm. you, you have the opportunities to touch cards that are better. Uh, you can always grind to those cards. Some things weren't accessible to everybody because they were so rare and top tier. I mean, I get that. If you play a trading card game, it's the same thing, right? Not everybody can have the five pieces to Exodia in their deck, right? right. Like, so uh, I get that. EA have have made you know getting better cards more accessible to the general player base. So like that's cool. Um, and and I'm not mad at that. 
but uh, you know they're gonna monetize. Before, like you were just getting on, you were having fun. Nowadays, you see it in Fortnite, you see it in Call of Duty, you see it everywhere. Every game, Rocket League, every game now. It doesn't matter what game. Fall Guys. You get on. There's a season pass, and there's a free version where you can earn some cool things. But then all the really cool shit is in the paid version. So you got to pay for the pass. FIFA Mobile is crazy. They have multiple diff. They have multiple passes within the game based off events you're doing. So there's a Champions League event going on. So there's a battle pass for that. There's a lead. There's an Icon Legends event going on. There's a battle pass for that. There's the regular season pass. There's all of this stuff which you can pay some money to unlock, but then you're going to unlock all of this crazy shit. And now your club is full, and you're and you're you know really enjoying your time. I think that's how it's going to go here. Right. It is going to be super pay to win in the beginning, just like the FIFA mobile grind. Right. However, it's going to end up balancing out because you're going to be able to grind your way up anyway. The people who paid to win their skill rating and their ranks in all of the modes are going to shoot them up real high at the beginning because they're picking on all the bad kids with bad teams. Mm -hmm. But then they're going to meet their match when they get matched up against players who are actually really good and have all of these cards. And maybe they've just grinded the game. Uh, while this other person was off because they just had a good team and they're enjoying life. And, you know, now they're going to get their ass kicked every single game and they're going to be at a ranking where they're not having any fun and they're going to quit the game. Right. So like, I do think that some of the pay to win people do phase out eventually. Um, yeah. Cause oh. I, I play a mobile game too it's called Marvel snap. And it's mm -hmm. basically like fast paced, like trading card game that they took out all of the like, annoying stuff that like a Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon trading card game has like there's no in-between steps and everything it's just player card boom and there is the season pass but the cool part about Marvel Snap as opposed to like a sports game is instead of upgrading your card to make it better with comic books and stuff there's different artworks and everything so That's you're cool. upgrading to get different artworks of different cards so you can like match up your artists to your deck and everything like that so it's more aesthetic yeah rewards and things like and that. then kind throughout of like... the weeks like every week there's different upgrades to cards where if they see something is broken they'll adjust the power of a card mm -hmm. or if they see something needs a boost they'll do that on the back end which is nice yeah ea's been doing that as well um so like i do think that like you know i lost my train of thought whatever we move um, that's not, that's, that's strike number two on me. Uh, I gotta get, I gotta stop doing that. Um, I want to know your take on this. Um, so aside from the controversial trailer that EA has put out for EAFC, I know you've seen this on Twitter. Um, one of the biggest controversies that is surrounding this whole game. Um, and it was, it was shown off in the trailer. You know, this is for everybody. We play together, this and that is the fact that in foot in EAFC, the new foot that's going to come out in October, you are going to be able to have men and women on your team at the same time. They are not, they are moving from only men uh, and their player items to having player items for both the men and the top female uh, players in the sport. You can put them all in a team together and go out on the field with your, with your team and try to win games. What I want to know, Kyle, is do you care? Do you think this is a bad thing? Uh, and, you know, what, 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 what is your take on 
in a video game environment, which we kind of have mentioned earlier in the show, does the realism part matter? I think that's kind of sick. So do I. Like, that's like worlds collide type stuff. I think that's that's a cool concept. Like... I would love to have Landon Donovan and Mia Hamm up top together as, as a, as a strike partnership. That is America to the fullest, right? Like, like I could have, if, if they put Abby Wambach in the game as well, you have Abby Wambach. You could, you could have a crazy attack, a five, a five person attack for some reason. Like I could make this D gen ass team where you've got, all of the best American forwards, if they had them all in the game, right? So I could have Abby Wambach. I could have Mia Hamm. I could have Alex Morgan. I could have Landon Donovan. I could have Clint Dempsey. I could have Christian Pulisic. Like, I could have all of these players all on the same team at the same – that's cool as shit. Like, that's that's what I want from a game, right? Uh, like, I could have uh, Sam Kerr, who is one of the best female strikers in the game. Her team is Chelsea. I could have her matched up with uh friggin joao felix up top and they have a chelsea link i think that's awesome um i i don't have an issue i hate these people who are saying oh well females don't physically match up with males so like the last thing i would want to see is is you know uh uh friggin alex morgan bodying virgil van dyke that would never happen in a million years well, you know what? Probably the stats won't allow that to happen in the first place anyway. Also, I've seen Lorenzo Insigne body Virgil van Dijk in FIFA already. That's not realistic either. I've seen players hit outside of the foot shots from 45 yards out, and they go top corner. That's not realistic. Like, there's so much stuff that already isn't realistic in the game. Adding women to the game to play alongside men doesn't change anything. It's not a soccer simulator. For Christ's sakes, they had goalkeepers as strikers and Kyle Walker as a goalkeeper. Like, where is this realism that you guys are talking about, right? If this game was realistic, Inzaghi would be a better icon than he is. If this game was realistic, people would want to use Alessandro Nesta as a center back all the time or Franco Baresi as a center back all the time. But everybody says they're shit cards because they don't fit the meta of the game. The meta of the game is not realistic. It's yeah. not. But like Triple said, I can't wait to score with a with a with a woman and go gritty on somebody in celebration. There's nothing better than than you know having friggin' Marta doing a little dribble move. Score in top corner and then going like this down the sideline. Facts. Like it's gonna make people feel so bad because there's so many toxic kids in this FIFA fuck community. And I'm all for it. It's gonna get me more wins. I'll make an all-women's team and go beat guys and 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 completely just make it's gonna give me more wins and it's gonna increase my experience. I'm gonna love it. But <laughs> um <laughs> All right, so so we're kind of on the same page. Uh, yeah, I'm a big you know, fan wi- of that. That's women dope. along women alongside men. It's sick, and there's so many people who hate it. They said, "Oh well, I'm not buying. I'm not buying FIFA 24." All right, good. So be it. You're not hurting EA's pockets in one bit. You know they made so much money already. Everything else is just added bonus. Uh, 
Exactly. And I'm sure in about two months when that is out of your brain zeitgeist, you're going to be going and buying the game. Yeah. Like it's, it doesn't make any sense to me, man. It really doesn't. Um, so one of the last things I kind of wanted to talk about, I like to focus on content, but I also like to talk about gameplay because I am a gameplay guy. Um, I have friends that are, that are sweats. I have friends that uh, compete and stuff like that. So I always like to talk about, you know, how to get better at the game and things like that. I've always been a gameplay oriented person. So, you know, I think that they're getting to a point with the gameplay where it does feel somewhat realistic, but like it's fun. Um, there is a little bit of a challenge and a skill gap, but, um, you know, the gameplay itself, um, there are a couple things that are being questioned right now. Uh, one of the biggest, you know, trends right now is a lot of people are becoming FIFA tacticians. They're giving team setups like tactics, how, what formation, what the players should be doing at each position, all that kind of stuff. The whole, they're like your blueprint for as a manager and they're going to give you exactly how your team plays and then there's people on youtube that review them like inception and stuff like that so i have a couple friends that are tacticians and and uh one of the trends that's kind of been going on now is uh the argument what's more important the instructions that you put on each player within your lineup in your in your custom tactics or the work rates of each player so the trend now kyle so for example right you have your team set up you could uh set up your team in say a 442 and your tactics there's two pages for your tactics the first page is basically how do you want your team to play offensively and defensively what's the identity of your team so like you'll have your defensive tactics so like me personally i play on balance right now so i'm not super aggressive i'm not super conservative um, I used to play press after possession loss. So if I ever lost the ball, my team automatically presses up and then you can set the width and how, de how deep down up the field you want your team to press. So, um, and then the other side is attacking. Uh, how do you want your team to attack? Do you want them to build up fast? Do you want them to build up slow? Do you want to be possessive? Like those kind of things. Uh, do you want to play the long ball? Right. Uh, and then there's also the identity of the runs, like the chance creation. So, uh, do you want uh, the players to make these long darting runs or do you want them to check back to the ball, like all that kind of stuff? Um, and then the other page is what do you want each individual player to do for their position? So, for example, for your striker, do you want them to play as a false nine and check back to the ball all the time or do you want them to focus on getting in behind? Uh, your center defensive mid, do you want them to stay back and play defense or do you want them to uh, be a box to box and, and play offense and defense. Do you want them to cover the center of the field or do you want them to drift out wide and cover uh, the fullbacks if they get forward? Like, so, so you have all of this little tinkering that you can do. And, and for the last few years, that's what all the tacticians have been doing. They've been tinkering with the, with the tactics page and the player instructions. And they're trying to, you know, figure out what works best, but what they're transitioning to now is leaving all of that default, just be default and let's focus on the work rates of the players. Every player has two work rates, an offensive work rate and a defensive work rate, low, medium, or high. It lets you know how often they're going to get involved into the attack and how uh, inclined they are to play defense, right? So, you know, for example, uh, for most FIFAs and, and, and really even up to now, all my center midfielders are high, high. I want them to play offense. I want them to play defense. They're box-to-box -box guys. Sometimes I play... 
one of my center midfielders is high, high, and the other one is medium high where he will get involved every now and then in the attack, but he's more focused on being a defensive midfielder for me, so on and so forth. Right. So, um, you know, which is more important, uh, what, who, you know, I think that it's more a preference thing, but I did write down some pros and cons to both. Right. So for example, like instructions, what they can do is they, I've noticed that they can override work rates. So you can have a guy who's a high, high, like type of player. He likes to attack. He likes to defend, but you can tell him to stay back on defense and he will stay back on defense for the most part. Right. However, you know, that high attacking work rate will still push him up every now and then. But for the most part, he does stay back. Um, if you want a guy to stay center in the field, you put them on stay central instead of go wide. Or you want your striker to always get him behind, he will get him behind. He will never make a check back to the ball. He will never look to check back to the ball, right? But I think that that's the issue. You can become very one-dimensional in your attack and your defense because – Sometimes you can overdo it with your tactics and you have your players playing it only one way and they're only making one type of run and the defender on the other team knows how to stop you. Um, they will never deviate from those instructions. Um, one of my best examples and a positive note of this is I mentioned earlier in the show that I used Mario Goethe as a right mid. I was playing a 3-4-1-2. So with a three back, I have my left and right mids on comeback on defense. Now, Mario Goetze has medium defensive work rate. I'm telling you, you would have thought he had a high high. The way he was getting up and down the field, he was getting all the way back and playing defense for me. He was he was very solid there. So, you know, more than what his work rate suggests, the instructions force him to do it, right? On the other end, with the work rates, um, it leaves that attacking and defensive AI to each player itself, right? So you're trusting the AI more. Um, and honestly, it's not that bad. Um, you know, the, the user now gets to understand how each of the players plays and they know the best player items that work for their style of play, right? So now you just go in, you set your team up, you do the tactics page, but you don't leave any player instructions, but you know, Hey, when I go on the market, I want to get a player who's low attacking work rate and high defensive work rate and put him in the midfield because I need another defensive midfielder um, i'm getting beat too much in 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 defense or uh my striker doesn't seem to be getting it done oh it's a medium medium so he kind of just floats around he, he needs instructions um but if i had a high low guy i know that that guy's always looking to attack he'll check to the ball he'll make runs he'll be he'll be moving and positioning himself in good places so i think um you have to find a happy medium between the two you know like Guys with medium defensive work rates and attacking work rates, they need the instructions so that they you can get the most out of them. Uh, but the guys who have a high or a high high or a low high or however it is, depending on the position, you're going to get the best out of them if they're on default. And the later you get on in the year and the better and better the player items get, the less and less you need player instructions because their AI is so good anyway. Uh, the player instructions can do a big, can make a big difference in the beginning of the year where not every card is really good and you really want to highlight the, the best statistics on each of your cards in your team by making them play a certain way. But then there comes a point where you can kind of deviate from that and kind of just say, hey, just let the team go. Mm -hmm. Me, when I want to test out a new team or test out players and see how they play for the first time, I never put them on instructions. 
I want to see how they play when I put them in a default formation. I want to get to know their tendencies. So this way, one, I know the right chem style to put on. And two, I know the best position to put them in with the right instructions. And then it kind of morphs from there. Um, I, I think that, you know, there isn't a lot of information online uh, with how a lot of this stuff affects how the players work in game. And if at certain things override other things, but um, I do think that it's a, that it's an interesting trend uh, right now in the game. Um, it's, it's crazy The uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, with esports, the game has kind of become this uber competitive thing where you're just playing for the rewards. You're not playing for the enjoyment and the rewards are an extra. So like, like, for example, there have been countless weekends, which I have sacrificed sleep and, you know, my time to play my weekend league games all for shit rewards. Right. So now I'm like, damn, I just spent, I don't know how many friggin' hours grinding this game six hours, seven hours, and I don't have anything to reflect, you know, the 14 and six record that I got, right? That happened to me this weekend. I didn't get shit. I went 14 and six. That's almost 75% win percentage. That's not bad, right? As a, as a player, that's not bad. It's not mm-hmm. professional, but that's not bad. And you're not getting any reward for it. Like what, what, so what am I doing? Why, why am I doing this? Right. Right. And it's all because we have to keep with the power curve. It's kind of it's kind of stupid. Um, I do think that EA kind of need to 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 adjust the rewards and and how players are rewarded. I think that FIFA Mobile again. I keep going back to this is a lot more rewarding when you grind stuff out. Um, it, I think that you you get a lot more use out of your players. Um, in in the console one, it seems like. Like I said, it's a revolving door of players. It's never good to put your coins into players. It's it's just not. Um, I think, you know, uh, the the game is in a weird place. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty uh, given the fact that FIFA is going away and EAFC is coming to play. Um, there's a lot of questions, a lot of controversy. Uh, but I do think that um, it's a very interesting time. It's a very interesting time. Um, I don't. I think that's all that I have. Uh, do you have anything to add to to the rest of the show? No, I think I think this is like, like I mentioned at the top. Like I think this is such a good branching of the real life fandom of football to the esports, the digital world of it and kind of meshing the two and learning the different aspects of it. Um, and that's why we're going to, we're going to test run this bad boy on the top ends podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, we, this is the first time we are going to make this privy to anybody listening to our shows. There is a top ends YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. This is where that is where I think this podcast will live in video mm-hmm. form. Um, so you can go subscribe youtube.com slash at FC Toppins and then youtube.com slash at underground sports Philadelphia as well. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be a very fun project for us to take on. Yeah, I think, uh, this will be a fun way to develop the Toppins page. Um, I know that we talked 
uh, a few times about also other forms of uh, content that could be put out on the Top Bins Network. Um, I don't know if I want to shed a little too much light on that just yet. However, just know that the FIFA content coming out right now in podcast form is a way to start that. Um, there's yeah, going to be it's other... Like under, it's like underground sports is like the the home base, and then there's Top Ends is, you know, the OG spinoff podcast, and then Top Ends has the branch of a hairy ape, and it has mm-hmm. Footboys. So now we have Footboys, and we have potentially um, some vlogs and what i mean by vlogs is me kind of documenting my uh my time playing eafc 24 um so that'll be fun but uh yeah i mean if you guys have listened to this uh show make sure you go rate it five stars wherever you get your podcast do the same thing for top bins do the same thing for underground sports philadelphia um follow kyle Kyle, where can they find you on your socials? They can find me on Twitter uh, for as long as it is around uh, at KBIZZL311, Instagram, and now threads at KBIZZLE11. And then I am now on TikTok as well at KB Underground because both of my usernames were taken. So I said, I'm just going to underground brand my TikTok. So that's where um, I'm at everywhere. And, interesting. Uh, uh, threads, right? Threads. I got to get on that. Threads uh, is yeah. fun. Zuckerberg is looking. Hey, threads is like, like I saw somebody posted threads is like uh 2007 Facebook and 2011 Twitter all over again, where it's just positivity and like so much just like stuff we've seen before, but now it's just making its way to live on another social media. I can't media wait app. for people to ruin it, man. It's going to be, it's so fun. <laughs> um, Yo, but Zuck versus Musk? Zuck is... Yo, he was training with Izzy. He's Man. looking. Hey! <laughs> I mean, look, uh, we're kind of off the cuff now, but Musk, friggin', he's got like 50 pounds on Zuckerberg, but all Zuck needs is that one little... Hiss! And, and it's, Zuck's it's, like professionally trained. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's crazy. Uh, anyway, uh, before we, we get to too crazy um i changed my twitter handle it is now at a hairy eight f-u-t a hairy eight foot um i am slowly rebranding kind of getting to that you know on tiktok it's at a hairy eight um on youtube it's at a hairy eight but uh, i'm kind of moving away from my youtube page and, and putting more focus into this top bins youtube page so uh go follow that top ends uh it's top ends fc right on youtube uh fc top ends fc top it'll be We'll tweet everything out. It'll be there. Yeah. Thread everything out. Yeah. Fo- stuff. Follow me. Um, Instagram will be in the works. Um, I don't want to give my personal Instagram out. So <laughs> not doing all that. But I am on TikTok. I am on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. Twitter for sure. Um, join the Discord. Um, Kyle, if you want to uh, in the description drop the yeah. – underground sports discord we can get yeah, we're that building going. that out too and i've got my discord going but but talk to me on twitter i'll be able to get that one to you um and and i think that this was a this was a fun little first episode we went over an hour so that's that's fun um 
So if you're listening, thank you. Rate us five stars, and uh, we'll see you next week. And we're going to do a, like, 30-second transition, and we're going to stay live uh, on Facebook, The Underground, Twitch, and Top Bins Twitter. And we're doing an episode of Top Bins. Yeah, my, my Twitch is live, so guys, stay tuned. We're going to be talking actual footy now. So here we go.